is tough, rewarding, fun, hectic, and everything in between. And every Monday, it starts all over again. This is a podcast for moms by a mom, where we'll discuss everything from parenting to families, entertainment to health and fitness, and much more. Welcome to Monday Moms with your host, Tara Gray. Welcome back to Monday Moms. I have the pleasure today of speaking with a hospice nurse, Jamie Sibbles, an RN case manager. She works for Capital Caring. Hi, how are you today? Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So how I came to speak with you today was uh, someone wrote a letter in to Henrico Citizen just mentioning you as far as what you've been doing day to day in your, I guess you're already emotionally charged career, but yeah. with COVID <laughs> making it even more challenging. I did yeah. want to talk with you today about that. Some of the um, challenges that you face and if you want to, uh, the next, maybe speak a little bit about how long you've been a hospice nurse, just kind of oh, yeah. take it from there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've been a nurse for about 10 years. Um, I started my nursing career 10 years ago doing inpatient hospice. Um, okay. A little bit different, a little more imminent. Those patients are um, not as uh, alert to talk to and and um, interact with. Um, and then I did um, other infant for about seven years. And then I came back to hospice because I love it. Um, I do it in the home. So I, I meet patients where they are in their journeys and take mm -hmm. care of them at home. And I, I really enjoy this even more than inpatient hospice because I get to really get to know those patients, know those families, um, you know, make goals of, of, of the time they have left. Um, and really, uh, travel with them on their journey through what it is to be in hospice. Um, so I've, I've really enjoyed that. I've been um, with the company since full time since September of last year, um, but I did start with the company part time uh, May of last year. So, well, a little bit about capital caring, I guess I should mention some of the types of care that they provide. Obviously, hospice, uh, children's yeah. hospice, primary care okay. at home, which you. Um, are doing veterans health and patient pet services. So as far as you going into the home, you really are kind of into their world and in their life as opposed to, like you said, being in a hospital setting. Um, so right. would you like to just talk a little bit about what that is like when you are first meeting a patient and a family that very first visit into their home, which Clearly, you know, going in, you're only going to be there for a limited amount of time. So when you're yeah. first going in on that first day, talk a little bit about what that is like. Um, so as a hospice nurse and getting a new patient, um, I, you know, go through the patient records kind of, I, I get somewhat a picture of where they're at as far as the records that they send us. Okay. Um, the diagnosis, you know, um, kind of a feel for, for where they are in their journey. Um, but really even better is, you know, once I come into the home and I can identify, you know, what support people they have, you know, what resources they have, um, and, and physically really get a look at them about, you know, how their health is doing and, and kind of gauge where they are in their journey. Um, and we kind of meet them wherever they are, you know, be, mm -hmm. be it they 
you know, feel, we feel like they have months left versus, you know, a patient okay. that comes home and is already transitioning and imminent. Um, so yeah, it's definitely doing things in person, um, even more than just looking at those records really gives me a better picture of, of what's going on with the patient and how I can help them. So I guess that brings me back to when I had mentioned, you know, it already being an emotionally charged career. How has COVID kind of thrown a uh, curveball in, into caring for patients and doing your normal day-to-day -day activities when you are in someone's home? How has COVID changed that for you? Um, so as nurses, we're, we're definitely very hands-on in our assessments and our treatments of patients. Um, right. And, and it has really changed how we do that. Um, you know, we're trying to expose um, not only ourselves, but our patients less. Um, they may be already sick and, you know, have a poor prognosis, but we don't want to expedite that any by bringing right. some to them um, that they can contract. So we've been doing a lot of uh, virtual visits, a lot of phone visits. Um, and, and that's been a challenge in itself because as a nurse, I'm used to really just getting in there with my hands and using all my senses. Um, you know, to assess these patients when they have issues. And it, it was a challenge initially to really figure out how to achieve the same thing through virtual visits and telehealth visits. Um, but I would say that I'm, I'm quite surprised at how well we've actually done and how well we've been able to take care of these patients um, just as well as before COVID through virtual visits. Yeah, that's definitely something that I don't think anyone could have uh, planned or prepared for. So, um, it's, it's new to all of us. I, I just, I wanted you to share a little bit about how that has made it different, obviously. But the reason that I'm even having the pleasure to speak with you today, and I'm so happy, I was really excited to be able to talk to you. The letter that was sent in to Henrico Citizen by Amy, and I hope I'm going to pronounce her last name right, Vote. Uh, she mentioned that, uh, you, we're helping. Um, well, obviously, you are helping mm -hmm. is probably, <laughs> probably, you know, without, it goes without saying, but there was a um, retired firefighter, something about letters being delivered. And if you want to share a little bit about that, um, I'm sure you, I'm sure you probably have some idea of what she's talking about. And I just thought that was so sweet, but I'd love for you to share it in your own words. Oh, uh, yes. So um, I not only take care of patients at home, but I also take care of them um, inside of facilities. Um, with COVID-19, of course, the patient in those facilities is drastically changed. Um, they're not allowing any family members to come in and visit um, unless patients are imminent or actively dying. Um, and we, have, we take care of a lot of dementia patients. And those patients, um, they're declining, but they decline very slowly over time. Um, so they're patients that we have a little bit longer than your, than some of our other patients. Um, and those patients, they have a difficult time with short-term memory, um, but typically their long-term memory, you can tell is intact, even if they can't express it fully. Um, and so, you know, visits with family members are very important as far as, you know, reorienting these patients and, um, the mental health of these patients. And so, you know, we've seen that that's affected, um, some of our dementia patients. Um, one of my patients had, one of my patient's sons had the idea to um, write his mom letters twice a week um, and send her care packages. And he was having a hard time um, knowing if those letters were getting to her. Right. And he's, he's sending them out there, but he wants 
you know, some kind of confirmation that she's getting them or, or you know, her reaction. Of course. Um, I, did, I did help to facilitate those, um, spoke with the facility. We have a point of contact. That point of contact uh, passes it on to the director and memory care who sometimes will read it to the patient aloud, but most of the time the patient is still able to read those letters. Um, and so they share with me every week her reactions and I get to, you know, pass those on to her son who's who's so over the moon about just getting some feedback about how his mom is doing. And um, she, she's got quite the sweet tooth. <laughs> so wow. last time she took a whole box of cookies um, and he just enjoyed knowing that she enjoyed those and, and ate them right up. And um, so that's, that's something that kind of touches you and warms your heart through this, that, that you're able to help with something like that. Um, Cause the facility particularly, had some COVID cases in it. And so they became very, you know, focused on cleaning and protocols and things. They right. need to do. And sometimes it's nice to, you know, step in and help them remember, you know, they, they've got family members we need to, you know, keep in contact and, and how important that is still for those patients. So I was, That's I was so very sweet. honored to be involved. <laughs> That's very nice. What a great story. Cookies and a and a handwritten letter. I'd love that. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> that's so nice. Well, I yeah. also want to talk a little bit about the website. Um, oh. There is a 24-hour hotline, I guess, a care line. I'm going to just really quickly share that phone number for anyone who has questions. The fact that it's 24 hours, I think, is great. It's 1-800-869-2136. And there are locations in Virginia, Maryland, and D.C., so uh, I know that's um, that covers a lot of area. So <laughs> anywhere, anywhere in between, I'm assuming the yeah. um, the not for profit has been around since I think it was 1977, if I'm remembering correctly. So that's a long um, history for, I guess, many different, many different ways to help and, and take care of anyone who needs it, whether it's hospice or the patient pet services I thought was really, uh, really neat helping. Um, so thank you so much for joining me and I really appreciate it. And oh. thank you for all your hard work. And someone really thought that you needed some recognition and some praise. Obviously, that is, I agree after reading over the letter <laughs> that Amy sent in and like I said, I was just so happy to be able to speak with you. And I do want to ask you this before we say goodbye. Why hospice? You said you enjoyed it and you loved it. And I think that just really, it almost seems kind of, I understand what you're saying, but it almost seems kind of like, how how could you love that? But if you would just like to share why hospice? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, I get that question a lot. Um, I have a lot of people tell me, you know, how how can you do that? How can you be involved in that? And the way that I think about it is it's it's not changing. These these we can't change the prognosis for these patients. Right. These patients are still going to go through this. Um, and why not be the person that makes that process a little bit easier for them? Not just for the patient, but the families as well. Um, there's so much reward that comes from being able to be that support system for them. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've found, uh, elderly are my, are my niche. I love them. Mm. <laughs> they're they're right. than babies to me for some reason. I don't know. I just, I'm like, I see an elderly person and it's like a baby for me. Um, right. 
That's um, so cute. So, in a way, yeah. that is kind of cute. That's, That's funny. <laughs> it is. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So you really have to have some, I mean, you have to be strong. There's got to be, there has to be yeah. some strength when you're walking in that house. And then, you know, when you're walking out of that house and depending on how involved the family is, I can imagine that could be very overwhelming. And I think it just takes a yeah. special person to do that because in your mind, you know, you just said it, you're, you're, there's a situation that's not changing. And so how can you make the best of it and help everyone involved make it a little bit better if that's possible, make it a little bit better for them. So I appreciate yeah. that perspective. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was really nice. Thank you, Jamie. Monday Moms is a production of T3 Media, LLC, and the Henrico Citizen. New episodes appear every Monday on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. For more sponsorship information, email Tara Gray at tara at henricocitizen.com.